Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. We are ready to kick in on this episode number 86. My name is Derek and if this is your first time in the podcast, welcome and here we talk about board games. More often we talk about solo and cooperative board games, but once in a while we have a special episode like this one where we talk about a game that it cannot be played solo and it only plays competitive. But you better stay and listen out because I'm also going to tell you what I've been playing. I'm going to tell you my thoughts in some great solo games. Uh, and also this one, if you have, you know, a partner in crime over there or a family that can play with you or some friends that can play with you, well, you want to stick around and check this one out because as you read on the title of the episode, we're going to talk about Cubitos or Cubitos, uh, depends on how you want to say it, uh, designed by John D. Clare and published by AEG. Now, big disclosure for this episode, this uh, board game was sent completely free uh, to me in order to do a review of the game and in order to tell you all about it. Of course, that's the big disclosure over there, but anyway, I will share my honest uh, thoughts with you. Also, before we jump in on the episode, if you want to support the show, there's always, I always mention, there's a few ways that you can do it. One is, of course, uh, so, uh, you know, subscribing to the show in any platform that you listen to. Uh, it could be Spotify, it could be uh, iTunes, it could be Google Play, Amazon Music, iVox, wherever you are, just hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening through iTunes, please, please, please uh, give us a review over there and put some comments over there as well. That really helps the episode or the podcast to reach to more uh, people. Also, if you want to get some cool games, go to kickstartedgames.com. That's right, kickstarted with edgames.com. And you can get 15% off from your total purchase if you put the code SOLOBG, all together SOLOBG, and enjoy 15% off from your total purchase. Also, if you are like me or you and you are based on the U.S., well, you can get free shipping every time that you spend $100 or more. So think about it. Free shipping, $100 or more, plus the 15% off of SoloBG, and you can get some cool games. And you can support SoloBG Podcast as well doing, doing uh, you know, that. So thank you very much if you already did it. And if not, please go and get some cool games. And some of the games that we talk about here on the show, that you can find them there as well. Oh, well, those are the ways that you can support the show, of course. But now, like always, let's start with Cubitos in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Alrighty, so now we are ready to start with cubit Cubitos or Cubitos or... You know, it, it sounds different, I guess, on the on the language and the accent that you're using because in Spanish it will be cubitos, just like that, which, of course, it has the same meaning, cubes, right? So this is a game by John D. Clare once again, and it's published by AEG. And we're going to talk about the game, and I'm going to tell you all about it in a little bit. Also, 
I'm going to tell you what I've been playing, and, and we're going to go from there, right? So that, there you go. That's, that's how we're going to do it in this night, this evening, this morning, depending on the time that you're listening to this episode. And, of course, accordingly on where you are in this beautiful planet Earth, <laughs> which, by the way, now we're trying to explore on Mars, right? That was the big news this week. Uh, you know, there, there are a few pictures from Mars, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. Okay, so I've been playing, of course, uh, Cubitos, where, where I'm going to tell you all about it in a little bit. But also, I played another game that it was sent uh, as well, completely free to me, uh, by AEG. And I'm going to talk about it in a future episode. It's The Captain is Dead. This is a game, I believe, from 2014. I played a couple of times. And it's a very um, a strategic game and very... It's a fully cooperative game, first of all. Uh, you can do solo as well. But it has some, uh, you know, very uh, different and unique gimmicks, I guess. And there's some uh, strategy, of course, of the game. I've So far, like I said, I played it three times. And I already can see uh, the ways that you might want to play it in order to, you know, have better chances of success, I guess, on saving your ship. Because at that game, I mean, I guess it's not spoilers, or unless you don't know anything about the game, there it's a game where you're in a spaceship, and the captain, guess what, is dead. So now you are trying to to survive and make that jump, uh, you know, I guess if you want to put it this way, in, in space. In that way, you can take your, your ship to, I guess, to planet Earth, if you want to call it. Something like that, a little bit of flavor story there, right? But, and there's a different, at uh, uh, this point, there's a different versions of The Captain is Dead. This is a game that I always wanted to try. Uh, I never got to purchase it from the game store. But our friends from AEG and my good friend Vlad uh, from, from AEG, which I say, hi, Vlad. Uh, I hope you're doing great. Um, he sent me the game, and now I played it. And, you know, I want to play it more and actually play it with some friends. And that way I can, of course, give you a big review of the game and tell you if it plays better as solo or cooperative and what do I like about the game, what I don't like about the game. So we'll see. The Captain is Dead. It's coming in the near future as well, but also, just so you know, I've been playing that game. Another game that I played uh, already a few times, and I'm already on it, uh, and I think, if I remember correctly, I talked to you about it um, on the previous episode, and I mentioned it, and, and you know, I think so far that it's uh, a masterpiece, <laughs> I guess, spoiler alert, it's uh, Sleeping Gods by Ryan Lockett uh, and Red Raven Games. That game, it was one of the most anticipated of this year. Um, it was one of those Kickstarters that, uh, fortunately, I jumped in. And uh, so far, it hasn't disappointed at all. I mean, I think it's 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 um, unique for sure. Uh, and I haven't played... I don't want to say I haven't played anything like it, but at the same time, yes... Because if you uh, have played games from Ryan Lockett, such as Near and Far, Above and Below, even Megaland, which is very simple, um, you, you get the idea of how his games are, you know, are aimed through. Uh, aimed to, I'm sorry. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to have story. You're going to have a narrative. You're going to have immersion. You're going to have different options and strategies that you want to take. But even Near and Far, with the expansion that it lets you, it allows you to play fully cooperative, I mean, I don't think... It reaches that level of of immersiveness in a cooperative way, let's say, that Sleeping God does. So, Sleeping Gods, 
for me so far, it's a masterpiece. And that episode, it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, hard to do, I guess, in a way that I don't want to, I, I will try not to spoil you anything, anything at all. Uh, but unfortunately, I guess I will have to spoil you the introduction once we talk about it, at least to, to uh, you know, to put ourselves on that atmosphere and, and tell you, you know, a little bit of how everything starts to work. Uh, but yeah, Sleeping Gods, definitely, it's a game that if you haven't, uh, please check it out. I know it's hard to get right now, but anyway, I will have the episode very soon. I will tell you all about it, like how it works, uh, the components of the game, of the, the, uh, the audio unboxing. We will do everything about Sleeping Gods. But so far, I need to spoil you and I need to tell you. It's definitely a masterpiece from Ryan Lockett. I think it's his best job done so far. Of course, there's a few things that, you know, that even if it's a masterpiece, there's things that, that you know, that we will talk through about it and stuff. But I don't want to spoil you. I don't want to spoil you too much. So there you go. I've been playing Sleeping Gods. And, and you know, I mean, I will tell you more about it on, on the episode of Sleeping Gods. I also been playing another game that I loved it. And 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 my wife and I we played it, and I can't wait to play it solo because there's a, a fan mode uh, for the game that you can play it solo. I think it's called the Alchemist. But anyway, I'm talking about Res Arcana or Res Arcana. I hope I guess my accent up with the R, right? I can roll the R's because of my natural language, Spanish. So Res Arcana, it's it's by Tom Lehman, which of course uh, wrote for the Galaxy and all those amazing games. It's what a game. What a game, Resarcana, to be honest with you. Um, it's a fantastic game where you're going to have a hand, uh, hand of cards where you're going to basically pay the, the cost resources, uh, the resource cost, I guess, on the cards, and then you're going to be able to play the cards, and then with those cards, uh, you're going to try to generate more uh, resources. It's definitely an engine builder. Uh, you can tell by Tom Lehman. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about Resarcana is that for the whole game, you're only going to have a deck of eight cards. And they're going to be randomized. You know, they will be shuffled. They will be given to you at the beginning of the game. And that's it. You're going to do your whole game with eight cards. You're not going to be able to get more cards. Just those eights. And even if it's shuffled, the whole deck, and it has that random aspect of it or that luck aspect of it, it doesn't matter. It will work. And that's the surprising, for me, the surprising thing about this design. Like, how? How can you only give eight cards to a player and those cards will highly likely or most likely work very well together? That's the part that really, really, uh, you know, surprised me. And that game, once again, you're going to be generating resources and then tapping cards and exhausting cards. And that way you can get different abilities. And then at the end of the of the day, you're trying to achieve victory points. And you achieve those victory points by uh, buying monuments, which is another uh, cards that they will be on the middle of the board. Which those cards, I guess, they can give you more power. But still, like, just with your aid, you can do a, a different many things. Uh, and then you want to buy the main uh, cardboard cards, which they also have powers to generate victory points because I think they're called special towers or power towers or something. Uh, but at the end of the day, each whoever reached 10 victory points wins the game. I play it already a few times with my wife, and it's definitely one of those games that will reach our probably our list of top 5, top 10 of this year. I'm telling you. Uh, um, the solo mode, it's okay. 
there's a solo mode once again it's a it's a fan made solo mode i mean you can practice it uh if you want but definitely definitely this game works fantastic as a two player game fantastic um just to let you know my wife she is not a fan of fantasy or anything like that and this is about mages and magics and all the stuff uh and she loved it uh she uh, at the same time i mean sometimes don't enjoy too much like um uh, you know, games that have these themes and, and games that can become complex as an engine builder with an engine builder mechanic or deck building mechanic at the same time, which this one doesn't have anything anything with deck building. But just to give you an idea, she loved it. So um, definitely I realized that this is a game that if you are able to play games with your significant other or with your friends or with your brother or sister or mother or father or grandpa or grandma, or son or daughter, get dressed Arcana. I highly recommend it. I I don't know if I will do an episode in the future once I get the expansion and I try the solo mode a couple of more times. Who knows? I might do it. But so far, I don't have any problem that uh, to tell you that Dress Arcana, it's a game that you want to try, that you uh, want to get because also it's, it's, I don't think it's very expensive. It's like I bought it from a gaming store and it was like 35 American dollars retail or something like that. Uh, and the expansion is like fifteen or twenty dollars as well that I'm looking forward to get. Uh, it's great. The, even the the production on the game, the components, the trays, uh, everything is it's fantastic. It's just I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, uh, Tom Lehman, Racer Canada uh, from Sandcastle Games. I think I think this game came out in 2019. Please check it out. Fantastic game once again. Two player, you're gonna have fun. Three player, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have fun. Four players, I'm pretty sure it will work out. Uh, and and yes, I I don't want to tell you anymore about Dresser Kind of just you know try it. Uh, uh, you know you can watch some videos of it. Uh, and who knows, I might have the episode soon. I don't know yet because I still have a lot of games in the queue that amazing publishers have sent um, to to Solo BG Podcast for review. There's a lot of Kickstarters that I just got, like Overboss as well. My all-in of Overboss. There's a lot of Kickstarters coming on Nemesis, which I hope is my holy grail for this year. Um, on gaming wise. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot on the queue. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get to a Resurcana unless you guys want me to. But other than that, check it out. Highly recommend it. Another game that I play, it's uh, actually, I keep playing it. I talked to you on the last episode. Gods Love Dinosaurs by Pandasaurus Games. Which, by the way, my friend Mike Young is now on the team of Pandasaurus. And that really makes me happy. Because Mike Young was, uh, before uh, working with Plan, Plan B Games... You know, Azul Publisher um, and uh, Era Publisher as well, uh, which they also work with Eggerspiel. But now my friend Mike Jung, uh, which I say a big shout out over there, he works now for Pandasaurus. And uh, usually Pandasaurus games, they're fantastic productions. Gods Love Dinosaur. I play with my wife, just like I mentioned to you in the previous episode, and still very fun. I played it also with my wife and my brother, three players, and it works fantastic. So... Uh, that's another game that I highly recommend you. Very family game, very gateway uh, game. You know, I always say like a window game, the old door games, those games that allows you to get more people in the hobby. So that's another big recommendation for you, my friends. Gods, uh, gods love dinosaurs. And of course, Cubitos or Cubitos, which is the one that we're going to talk about uh, in this episode. Once again, is the sign by John D. Clare. It's uh, published by uh, Elderek Entertainment Group, or AEG, 
and I'm gonna tell you all about it right now. So let's start with the box and cover. Box and cover. Alrighty, so for the box and cover, pretty standard size of box, which I like. I like a standard size box. I don't like humongous like uh, Mage Knight Ultimate Edition or <laughs> things like that. I really enjoy a standard 12-inch uh, uh, fit on the Kallax size box. So this is the size of Cubitos or Cubitos. And on the main, on the main um, uh, I guess, uh, cover of the box, you have a big cube with some legs and dressed like a sort of like a Swiss or German outfit. Um, I guess it's more like a, I don't know, Swiss German. Uh, it's a cheese cube, actually. And he is standing on a little uh, pedestal, I hope is the correct pronunciation, of cubes. He's like dominating the mountain of cubes, I guess. And he looks kind of like a SpongeBob. So that's that's great. You know, I actually, on the Solo BG podcast in Espanol, which is the Spanish version of Solo BG, I was uh, recording my the episode, the last episode with my friend El Chino. And... Uh, when I show him the the cover of the game, he really was on it just because he's a huge fan of SpongeBob. So, um, but this is not a SpongeBob, so no copyright issues there. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, the main cover of Cubitos. Obviously designed like I already mentioned by John D. Clare. You know John D. Clare for for many other games. Uh, such as Echoes, uh, First Continent. You also know him as well from uh, Mystic Veil and many, many other custom heroes and many other games. Uh, usually John D. Clare and AEG, they have a fantastic combination that they work very well together. Then on the sides of the box, you have once again the name of the game with the logo, 30 to 60 minutes, 2 to 4 players, 14 euro plus, which... I think it can work even in younger audience. Uh, simultaneous play, which that's always good, and that always attracts to some players. Uh, and then a cute art of the characters that you will find inside the world of Cubitos. You have, like, the dinosaur, which I think is called Rolosaurus, and they have different names, like a little dog, uh, the camel, uh, the kind of like the... What is this thing called in, in English? I don't know. You have cats and stuff. So anyway. <laughs> um, and then Cubitos. And the back of the box, of course, is going gonna, is gonna to show you how, basically, how part of the table is going to look. Um, and then it's Cubitos. Be fast or be last. Players take on the role of participants in the annual Cube Cup, a race of a strategy and luck to determine the, cu the Cubitos champion. Each player has a runner on the racetrack and a support team, represented by all the dice you roll. Each turn, you roll dice and use their results to move along the racetrack, buy new dice and use abilities. But you must be careful not to push your luck rolling too much or you could bust. And remember, and <laughs> let me tell you that you will bust a lot if you are an aggressive player like me. Uh, and, uh, and of course... Once again, the contents of the game that we will talk in a little bit once we open the box. And you know what? Let's go. Let's see. Let's jump inside the box. Inside the box. Alrighty, so now it's time for our classic <laughs> audio unboxing, which is like where I basically open the box in front of you. And I'm gonna I know you 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 love how to when you listen the components inside moving all around is because I'm going to do the audio unboxing with you here. So let's uh, flip the box because there's a lot of components that we're going to talk about. Let me hold the microphone here 
and let's open this bad boy. The first thing we're going to find as we open the box is the rule book. Once again, Cubitos with the same art by John D. Clare. Uh, and it's um, double-sided, 19 pages uh, rule book. That on the back of the rule book is going to tell you how to assemble little boxes, the cube boxes, because... That's right. You're going to have some cubes. I mean, the, th the theme is there for sure. I will spoil you that. There's cubes everywhere. And it's going to tell you how to assemble the cubes. Also, on the back of the rule book, which I always appreciate, there's a setup, a really quick setup guide, and then the different, the, the different descriptions of every space on the racetrack, and basically the gameplays that, you know, they explain you the two phases of the game that we will talk about it in the next section, which is, uh, you know, uh, how, how is it play. And then also there's another uh, piece of paper, very, very nice, very cool, which is a Cubitos Rules Summary. Uh, and then uh, it's telling you how it plays, the setup, uh, a little bit more, you know, description of the setup, roll phase, run phase, everything, how you bust and all that stuff. And then we're going to jump into the components. Now, the components are very nice, um, and this is uh, something that I will spoil you, but you you're going to have, when you open the game for the first time, a lot of boxes that you have to assemble. Actually, you have... Three, six, nine, twelve boxes that you have to assemble on mine, and on mine I already have them all assembled. Um, and then you will get at the same time two different boards that they're double sided. That means four uh, race tracks where you're gonna be getting your, uh, you know, your races. Also, you're gonna get another track which is is where uh, the people are gonna support you, and where you're gonna keep track of many other things. Uh, also, uh, you have eight runner figures, which you're going to get if the, the game plays off to four players. So you're going to have two cubes of each uh, of different colors. For example, you have two blue cubes that they're looking like elephants, um, two uh, kind of like a pink orangey cubes. They are the monkeys, two cubes that they look like the lions, yellow cubes, and then two white cubes that they look like sheep. Um, and then you're going to have a starting dice, which they are in total for the game. 28 light gray dice, and then 12 dark gray dice. And when you start the game, you're going to start with 7 gray and 2 dark gray. And I will tell you all about it in a little bit. One star player dice, which also is very cool. And then four player boards, one fan track, which is the, the other track or support track that I talked to you a little bit about it a little bit ago. And you're going to have 56 ability cards that they will consist in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 different factions of the game that you're going to be playing Different every game in that way that you can add more playability to the game. Also, you're going to get 80 more dice that are in little uh, cube dice that they will represent different abilities during the game. The boxes that you're going to assemble as well. And then uh, four face tokens that you can use to guide the game. And the credits that you will use, one and fives. And another tokens that you will use to draw or to increase your hand of dice of every turn and then one big storage box. So those are the components that you're going to get inside the box and everything will make more sense while we talk once we talk about how it plays and all that stuff. So with that being said, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how the game plays uh, very briefly. I'm going to tell you the, the whole idea of the game. How does it work? What is their goal? Uh, the different phases of the game. Uh, you know, uh, how do you set up uh, to get more replayability? And then then I'm going to tell you uh, my review of the game. What do I think about the game since this game cannot be played solo? At least yet, yet uh, nobody has made a, 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 fan, a fan solo mode at least. So let's jump and see how this game plays. Gameplay! Alrighty, so how the game of Cubitos 
play or cubitos, right? So basically, at the start of the game, you're gonna set up, right? I mean, you're gonna ha you're gonna choose which track you wanna you wanna use or you wanna you know you wanna play with, and you're gonna place it on the middle of the board. Then you're gonna choose which color of cubes you want. So let's say you want the 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 blue ones, right? You 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 go with blue, and then the other player goes with yellow. So one of your blue cubes, you're gonna place them. You're gonna place it, I'm sorry, on the start line. And the other one, it's gonna be on the fan track that I'm gonna tell you how it works in a little bit. But basically, it's another track which uh, every time that you go to a different space, um, you get different rewards. And then the other player will do the same. Also, there's gonna be eight different factions of different dice that you can buy during the game. So you're gonna choose which eight cards of which eight abilities from those dice you want to use for the game. Uh, of course, the rulebook will always recommend you to use uh, some uh, certain ones if this is your first game. But other than that, you can basically do it by luck and just shuffle every faction, get one card and place it there, and it will correspond to a color of dice because we're going to have different colors, eight different colors. You will have uh, purple, you will have white, uh, which purple will be the dinosaurs, white will be the cat, brown will be the dog, red will be the lobster, uh, yellow will be the cheese, and so on and so forth. There's different animals there or different type of cubes that will uh, give you different type of dice that they will give you different types of abilities. So once you have your setup, uh, once you have set up all the eight different uh, uh, abilities basically that you want to play with, then you're going to start the game. You're going to choose a, f a first player. And that first player uh, is going to get an extra dice for that turn. That That dice will be you know, moving between the players because in that way every turn somebody can be the first player and because that die also, or that dice, I'm sorry, uh, also give you uh, more chances of getting more resources and or more speed. And basically how it works is like simultaneously we're going to start with the roll phase. So we're going to draw dice from our draw zone, from our little tableau that we're going to have, and we're going to draw up to the hand limit that we have, sort of like in a deck builder where you draw a certain amount of cards and that you can increase your hand as you're playing. Well, here is the same idea. The only thing is with cubes or dice. Um, you, we usually start with nine, uh, and the tableau will tell you the same thing. And then you're going to draw the um, you know the, those nine dice from your draw zone, which you're going to start with seven gray dice and two black dice. Um, the dark gray, I'm sorry. The difference is the dark gray, they will have one face with one resource symbol and the other face with one little foot, which is, it will represent the, the velocity or the amount of steps that your cube on the racetrack can take. Now, the other one coin is like the main resource of the game where you can use it to buy more dice. Once again, sort of like in a deck building game where uh, you can buy more cards from the middle of the table. Do you, you get the idea. Now, uh, on, of course, there's going to be things that they're going to help you during the game to increase that hand of dice that you're going to roll, which it will make sense in a little bit. Then, simultaneously, you're going to roll your dice. Now, once you roll three uh, different successes, that means, like, let's say you, you roll your nine dice this turn and you get three uh, results with coins. Then, those three results with coins, you, you're going to put them or place them on your tableau on, an, on a zone that is called the active zone, all right? So you're going to move all those hits either by either if they give you speed or resources to the active zone. The trick here is that once you put three different hits or successes or at least three on the active zone, you can push your luck if you want. Uh, so let's say I roll three coins, I put them on the active zone, I now have six dice remaining. 
then I can decide if I want to roll again. Once I roll those ones, if I get at least one success or one hit, I place it on the active zone, and then I can keep going pushing my lock. But if at some point I push my lock and I don't get any hit or any success, then I get busted. And what's happened basically is that I lost my turn, everything gets moved to my discard pile, son of cubes, I guess, or dice, and then I move forward on the fan track. And on the fan track, as you move forward, kind of like, uh, you know, they kind of like are compensating the bad luck that you're having on your rolls, I guess, you will get different rewards, such as tokens that they will allow you to increase your hand of, of dice that you can roll for the future, or you can get like one resource token or five uh, uh, resource token, and that way you can have those and spend them at any time as you want. And as you keep going on that track, the benefits are better. But of course, that will represent that you're busting a lot, you're wasting a lot of turns to advance. So just be careful with that. But it's a very cool mechanic of like, hey, that's fine. I mean, you you push your luck, you mess it up, but we'll, you're still going to get some reward in that way. Everything is not lost. But let's go back for a little bit and let's pretend that you didn't bust and you rolled. Then... Once you decide which dice are you going to keep on the active zone without rolling anymore, the ones that you didn't roll, they will stay on your roll area. So they are there already, right? Just like at the building, they will occupy space for when you get more dice there. But then you're going to focus on the active ones. Then with the active ones, you're going to determine how many uh, you know, coins you have and how many little food uh, symbols you have. You also... This is the time where you're going to use abilities, uh, sort, of, sort of like a, the fighting abilities or the different cards abilities that you can set up on the game. Uh, so then you're going to resolve them right now. Then you're going to move. You're going to use if each, I'm sorry, foot symbol <coughs> to move. <coughs> I'm sorry, you see? I'm already excited for the race. You're going to use each foot symbol to start to move on the track. And each time you move on the track, you're going to advance your cube one space, you know, more towards the front, towards the finish line. Now, each space will have also different uh, kind of rewards if you stop there, so, such as like, I don't know, two uh, resource coins for future turns or um, a little, they're going to have also a little a little flag symbol, which represents advance one on the fan uh, track and also get an extra movement on your cube on the track. Or another ones, they will allow you to get rid of cubes. So once you're buying better cubes, you probably want to get rid of the of the basic ones, of the uh, especially the light grids with their awful. So probably you want to land on those spaces. In that way, you can try to get rid of dice. Once again, the same mechanic as a de as a deck building game, but here with dice. Uh, or uh, or you can do different things depending on when you land. There's different terrains that they will they won't allow you to move through there, such as water and stuff. Once you move, then you can buy uh, different dice, and this is where you're gonna go to the pre, uh, the one, the part where you set up all the different abilities for the dice, and you're gonna start to see the cost of every dice, and then you can buy more dice, better dice that they will allow you to move faster or to get more resources, more coins, uh, and you're gonna whatever you buy, just like in a deck building, you're gonna place them on the discard pile side of your tableau. And then is the next player turn, and he goes so on and so forth. Then uh, you will move all the dice from the active zone to your discard zone. And then once you start the next round, you're going to 
you know, pass that first player uh, dies to the next player, and the game will keep going. Now, the first player dies is very nice because that also has some uh, food symbol results and also some uh, coins results. And that dies doesn't counter towards your, the hand limit that you have, you know, at the beginning of each round when you roll. So that's a pretty nice advantage. But once again, that dice is going to be rotating around the table in that way all the players have the chance to use it. Uh, once you're going to start a new phase, well, of course, you're going to draw from your draw zone uh, the amount of hand limit that you have. So let's say, remember on this example, we left four cubes in our in our uh, roll zone. So that means only five cubes from our draw zone, we will bring them to that area and the way we can roll them. If we don't have enough cubes in our draw zone, then we grab the ones from the discard zone and, you know, we get from there. So that's a very nice mechanic and once again, sort of like a deck building game. Uh, and you're going to keep playing like that over and over and trying to buy more dice, rolling dice, trying to push your luck, trying to not to get uh, bust so much until... One player reach the finish, reach the finish line. Once that player reach the finish line, or pass the finish line, that basically triggers the end of the game, and the game will end once the round is complete and all the players have the same number of turns. And then whoever crosses the line or whoever is, you know, ahead of everybody else is the winner. It's just as that. It's a racing game, but it has, as you could tell a lot on of uh, involvement during the game and that's basically how it how uh cubitos plays um you know like i said there's uh the other things that we can go over really quick is the different type of terrains i don't want to go over all the different abilities because there's plenty plenty of different abilities that you can choose from when you set up the game and all the uh, according to each dice but for example the space descriptions you have the standard terrain where everybody can move the water that you cannot move into uh, or, or the movement effects with, once again, there's some shortcuts. Um, there's another one that is called Jetpack that, for example, when you when you land on that space, you can double the remaining of uh, food symbols that you have. You have some that they will get, give you credits, which is the, the resource or the main currency of the game. Uh, the one that you land that, once again, like I told you, is the fan that allows you to advance on the fan track and uh, move uh, one extra, um, you know, um, space. And uh, you can wants to lose a die, wants to gain any die, which is that's very powerful without paying the cost, and then um, gain uh, any die with a certain cost as well that you can face. Another thing that the game has, and how you, and this is I want to mention it right now, and how you play it, is that during the track you will have different lines, uh, different bands, I guess, red lines. So every time that a cubito or a cubit to cross that line, whoever is behind him is going to count how many numbers of those red lines are between that player that is on first place versus you. And let's say if there's uh, if there is two red lines between you and the first player, then, these lines you will find them on the track, by the way, then you're going to roll that extra amount of dice on your turn. So with that being said, let's say I'm, I'm playing and my wife is ahead of me by two red lines, then on the time that I roll my dice, instead of rolling 9, I will roll 11 because I get an extra dice to roll uh, for every line that I am behind. And that's a very nice catch-up mechanic that the game has in that way you never feel, or potentially you will never feel, 
like you are way behind and you're going to lose the game until the end on the last round, which hopefully every ending will be epic and kind of like a picture ending, right? Because it will be so close. So that's how basically Cubitos or Cubitos play. And now that we talk about this, let's jump and let me tell you my thoughts on the game. Let me tell you what do I think about the game, what I like, what I don't like, and, and we go from there. So let's see. What do I think about the game? Thoughts on the game. Alrighty, so here is my favorite part of the show where I tell you what are my thoughts on Cubitos or Cubitos and I tell you uh, what do I like about the game, what I don't like so much about the game and then we go from there. Of course, I'm going to tell you my rating and we're going to check, uh, uh, of course, the BGG stats, which I'm logging in right now. Uh, in that way, we can uh, talk about it. And let's start with uh, with the positive things. You know, I think the positive thing of the game, one, is the production. I really like the production that Cubitos has, um, or have, I'm sorry. Uh, Cubitos is a great production. Uh, the components are great with AEG. Usually, every AEG and John D. Clary ha uh, game have a you know a great production i really like the components i really like the ties um you know so that part i really like it what do i like as well of cubitos i like that there's almost almost no downtime because everything plays simultaneously and that's great because in a multiplayer game in my opinion the downtime or the uh, i guess it's called the ap the analysis paralysis that sometimes happen between some players can be dragging. And in this case with Cubitos, it's highly unlikely that you will find those situations because you resolve everything simultaneously. So that's great. I really like as well the replayability on the game. The replayability is very high just because there's too many abilities that you can choose from at the time of the setup. And that will give you a different feeling of the game every time. So that's fantastic. Also, I mean, even if you only get uh, four racetracks, still, like let's say you use the same racetrack, but with different abilities, it's going to feel very different. And if you uh, put in place like the different amount of players that you can play it with, two, three, or four, that will also have another repercussion of how the game goes, which at the same time, it will add more replayability. So that's there. I really like the track, by the way, the symbols and the stuff. Very easy to understand, very easy to make sense of it. Uh, so that's another thing. I, I really like uh, the illustration on the game. I think the art on the game is pretty cool. I think that the, that everything that it's related you know, um, to to little cubes, it's great. And I really like the, the art on the animals that they help you to get more dice and abilities and stuff. I think that part is well. I also think that the game is very well balanced, and that's another positive thing. The game is well balanced in an aspect of, okay, I'm pushing my luck. I'm busted. I mean, I'm not having luck on my rolls, but guess what? Doesn't matter. I still gonna get a reward. It's not gonna be as great as if I could probably could get a, a, a nice roll. But at the same time, hey, this is uh, kind of helping me. The fan track. I'm advancing there. I'm getting benefits there. So that's nice. That's good. Um, just to give you an example, a couple of games that I've been playing, I've been focusing on just going as fast as I can and trying to win the race. 
and when and I'm in my mind I'm thinking that I'm winning, but then everybody else is going for resources, is going for better dice, and isn't that taking their time? And then boom, at the end, usually they always pass me. So why? Because I'm sticking with that you know, steady pace or advancing one and two spaces every turn, and they're probably not advancing and just buying more dice, but then guess what? They're advancing like crazy, like six spaces, seven spaces, eight spaces. So that's also another thing that the game has, that which is that strategy-wise. Strategy-wise, even if it's a simple and solid game, still feel like you can have some strategy on how do you want to you wanna, uh, continue playing as you're playing during the race. So that's also, I think, very cool. I really like the art on the cards. I mentioned this. The animals, they're very cute. They're very appealing. They're very nice. This is the kind of games, and I'm a very uh, audio-visual person, I guess. This is the kind of game that if you see in a convention and you see it on a table or, or, or in a game store and somebody's playing on a table, it might or it most likely will drag your attention um, visual speaking, visualizing attention, because the aesthetics of the game are very cool and the components are very cool. Another nice thing of the game is how, and this is a nice thing, but also I'm going to tell you in, in, in my in my thoughts on the game, uh, on the um, another, another thing that I don't know if I like them a lot or not, but the game kind of pushes you to have a nice setup on the table and kind of let yourself immerse on that uh, you know, theme of uh, a, a race and, and, and cube race and be like, yeah, go forward, whatever. That's super cool. But And the components kind of push you to that. But there are some things that I uh, it wasn't my favorite thing. Anyway, let's keep going with the positive thing. It's a solid game. I already mentioned it. It's a solid game. I think this is a perfect game that anybody can play. But once again, it will open a lot of possibilities for new, uh, uh, you know, people to join us in the hobby i know so much in the solo board gaming hobby of course but in the board game in general hobby just because it plays very different and it feels very different to anything else um what else the time wise of the game i mean usually a four player game will be i don't know 60 minutes it goes fast it's fun and and people is people are going to be engaged because that's another thing that the game has it has some very cool mechanics and some uh, simultaneously turns and some uh, cool things that will uh, maintain the people engaged. So I think those are the, the nice things that I can say about Cubitos. The other things that I can mention that, um, you know, I can see some people having problem with, it's one, the amount of luck on the game. Because even if you, even if the game kind of uh, reward you, kind of, I guess, uh, if you are busting every time and give you certain rewards, honestly, the game is based in a lot of luck because you're rolling dice and and you don't you don't know what you're gonna roll, right? So uh, potentially you wanna buy better dice that they will increase your chances to you know always try to get a success mo success most likely that way you don't bust. But there, the luck is there, so you can bust every time and you can just have a a bad. Um, afternoon or night or evening or morning of rolling dice and and that could be it i mean that could be you and that could be the game even once again if the fan track rewards you but just so you know i can see to me it doesn't bother me too much but i can see that some people that they uh, like to have more control on the lock aspect of games in this one it will be uh, if you have a bad you know, a couple of turns, rolling dice, and you're just busting and busting and busting and busting. 
I can see for some people getting frustrated, not getting those uh, lucky rolls that you expect, you know, especially when you're playing this game. But once again, when you're jumping in, you know that this is a game that you're going to be rolling a lot of dice. So that's the controversy, right, I guess, over there. But just so you know that. The other thing that I wasn't a huge fan of is the boxes that you have to assemble. Why? Because they're very cool, and the idea is that on one side of the box, you it kind of has like a diagonal kind of like a little, you know, base kind of like depth in diagonal in the square box, in the cube box. And the purpose of that is that you're going to put all the cubes there. In that way, they're going to have a little symbology, I guess. And you can grab the cubes from there. And also, you can storage the cubes on the other side. If you open the little box, you can uh, uh, put them there. They work, in my opinion. I assemble them. They work. I mean, they, they help their purpose. But I can see some people like getting very kind of frustrating and annoying with those. So I guess it's just an extra thing that they give you, you know, to um, to storage everything and to put them as the crowd and they look cool on the side of the track and 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 and, and so ever. But I can see def definitely some people having trouble with that component aspect because because at the same time, if you don't assemble assemble them correctly, they can break or certain or certain things. For me, so far they work okay, but. Uh, once again, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, I, th I think I can still play without them. But I, I like the, the, you know, the the intention that they did when trying, or what they were trying to aim the people from AEG uh, when they decide to move forward with that uh, part of the game. Now, in and, and a positive note, usually when uh, board games, they uh, include you things like that, that also, at least to me, speak of the love that they, uh, the designers and the publisher, are putting on the game. So that's also, I think that it can go, you know, as a, as a good thing, as a negative thing, or as a eh, okay thing. So there is, those are my thoughts on, on Cubitos or Cubitos. Now, let's talk and let's see uh, what the BGG says about this game. He has uh, rank overall, which is not too fair because it's still early. It's, I mean, this game is just hitting the shelves right now. Um, it gives an 8.1 of rating, which that one is fine. I kind of agree. Spoiler alert. Uh, but it's ranked overall on 5,521. I think as people play this game and I start uh, and they start, uh, you know, enter their info on the BGG, I can see this game really, really, really going up on the rank overall. Uh, it's a 2-4 to four player game, uh, 30 to 60 minutes, I agree. Age 10 year plus, which on the box they uh, put them 14 year plus, but you know, I agree with the BGG 10 year plus. I think 10 year plus works great. Uh, way 2.2 out of 5. Yeah, probably a little bit lower than 2.2, but I think it's great. And the designer is John DeClaire. The artist is Jackie Davis, Philip uh, Glove uh, Chisky. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Uh, Ryan Lur and Matt uh, Packet or Packet, or I hope I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> and the publisher is. AEG. Now, my thoughts going to 0 to 5, where uh, 0 it's a game that I hate and I don't want to play ever, 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 never again. And a 5 is a game that I love and I can bring it every single night to the table and I will never get tired of it. Cubitos, for me, for me, and, and listen to this, as a family game and as a racing game, which is more important, which I'm going to tell you something about it in a little bit, I think Cubitos it's a strong 4.5. You get that right. I think Cubitos, it's a strong 4.5. 
is definitely, and I love racing games. I love Downforce. I love Camelot. I love Formula D. I love uh, Rallyman GT. I love racing games. Racing games, I love it. Even uh, Gretchen, Gretchen, I'm sorry, which is, you know, kind of like the Warhammer uh, Mario Kart type of game. You know, even those games, I love. Uh, the racing games for me, I don't know what it is, but I found them like very appealing. I love them. Cubitos for me, and I wasn't expecting this at all. I mean, the only thing that attracted me from Cubitos is a couple of review videos that I saw online, and then I got the game from AEG, and I was like, okay, cool, let's give it a try. This is this is most likely a game that if I were to see on shelves, um, probably because it's a racing game, I wouldn't buy it anyway. But at the same time, because of the you know, I guess the art if you want to call it, I would I would think it's cute, but it wouldn't get like crazy my attention. Surprisingly, once again, I can tell you that this is my favorite racing game so far. Racing game that I had to choose is Cubitos. Cubitos definitely made it over there. I like it because, yes, it is a racing game, but it has so much going on, like so much. Like, for example, Downforce is fun, and you're playing cards, and you're moving the different colors and wilds and these and that, and you are also the auction part and the money type, and, you know, you have your own Formula 1, I guess, uh, team and all the stuff. That's cool. Camel up. You're getting logged with the dice. Okay, move, camel, move, camel. Let's see. Um, you know, those things. Rallyman GT, more, more immersed, and like, you know, you're trying to shift, so, uh, get the shifts of the car by first, two, three, four, five, and then, you know, go high speed and then go break a little bit on the curbs. That's good too. But Cubitos, Cubitos is different, my friends. Cubitos really, um, it, it seems like the idea of the game is very simple and solid, but at the same time, there's a lot going on. And I'd really like that it really compensates the bad luck that you might have <laughs> rolling those dice like me. Uh, and, and it lets you advance on the on the fan track. I really like, um, you know, the rewards that you get for landing in certain spaces, the abilities that you get from different uh, animals or different dice that you can get. Um, you know, it's it's so nice, so cool. I can definitely see some expansions for this game uh, going on, and I would love to try them as well. So this is a game that I highly recommend it. Once again, just as I did with Resarcana when I was telling you uh, of which games I have been playing recently, this is a game that I highly recommend uh, for families, that if you have your kids at home with you and, and your husband or wife, I mean, please give it a try. I'm pretty sure they will love it. I'm pretty sure Cubitos will start to go up on the rank and it's going to, you know, this year is going to be very strong for Cubitos um, or Cubitos. I think um, I think someone will do a solo mode. I mean, definitely, definitely someone will do a solo mode and, and I will definitely try it. I don't think it will be as fun as, as playing two players, three players, four players, but I mean, definitely I will try it. That's another thing. This game works great at two players and sometimes great games that are two to four players, sometimes two players, I mean, they are okay. But this one works great to players. I think this game really shines on three or four. But at two players, it really works well. And all the time that all the times that I've been playing this game, it has that epic ending, and that's another positive thing. Sort of like, uh, who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Boom! Just by literally one one centimeter, I guess, like one space, you defeat me, uh, or you or you won the race. So it's very nice. Those en endings on games are always fun and epic. This is a game that once again, I mean, I always recommend you to try games beforehand. 
but this one I had to give the seal of the must have of solo BG podcast. This one is staying on my shelves. I mean, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not giving it away. Cubitos, once again, I can see myself bringing it out with the family. In that way, we can all have fun. This is a game for everybody. And even like heavy gamers, uh, you know, new gamers, um, never gamers, I guess. Yeah, I think it will work out fantastic. So there you go. That was Cubitos. My friends, I hope you had fun on this episode. I Like I mentioned, there's a lot of games that we're going to be reviewing soon. Overboss, uh, which I just got the Kickstarter. Sleeping Gods, we're going to talk about it soon. The Captain is there, we're going to talk about it. Uh, the Ghostbusters Blackout by IDW, we're going to talk about it. Let me see, I'm going around my shelf. We're going to talk about Bloodborne, the board game. We're going to talk about Kingdom Rush. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of games that they're still on the queue of Solo BG Podcast. We're going to talk about Tumble Town as well. That's another game by Kevin Ross that I want to bring to the episode. We have a lot of games to talk. We also have a Toy Story episode that we have to do uh, from our game from the OP. We also have to do a Plankton Rising uh, episode. Uh, that we have to also on the queue list, a Die Hard episode. We also have one of those. And thus, just to mention a few of the games that I can see right now in front of me that they've been sending to me in order for to you know to share it with you, my friends. Because, of course, I will always give you my honest opinion, regardless if they send me the game or not. For example, I will tell you right now, another game that uh, they send me, uh, it's um, the Umbrella Academy, the, the building game. It was a Kickstarter not too long ago. They sent it, they sent a copy to me for review. And I will mention it. I won't dedicate an episode because I don't want to waste your time. But I will tell you right now. That's a game that even if they send it to me, it's so bad that I might just give it away. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a bad game. It's not staying in my shelf. But once again, once I play more about it, which I, I don't... <laughs> that's ironic, right? Because I already played like two or three times. And it's like, it's bad. But anyway... Once I guess I get more ready for it, uh, I will tell you all about it. And spoiler alert, I might tell you not to get it. But anyway, you get the idea, right? But anyway, this was the episode of Cubitos or Cubitos. Once again, thank you so much for your support that you give me every day. A lot of you, uh, sometimes they uh, shoot me at... Uh, text through Instagram. They sometimes they shoot me a text through a uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, on once again, you can follow us in a social media: fa uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at SoloBG Podcast. Sometimes you guys shoot me emails to SoloBG Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much once again for every one of you that reached out to me. Thank you so much when you go and buy from our sponsors uh, some cool games from kickstartedgames.com and you get your 15% off with the code SOLOBG. Thank you so much. That really helps the show to keep going. And I will keep doing this from the bottom of my heart and with all my soul because I love to do this and because this hobby is so fantastic. And because through this hobby, we have uh, I have met a lot of fantastic people like you, my friends, that are on the other side of the speaker. So with that being said, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.